0: At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See centre for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. That is a really scary sound. It doesn't seem like it, but you'll hear why when you listen to this programme from Canadian producer Dave Miller of CBC Radio Yellowknife in Canada. (laughs) Dave decided to record the work of a man named Alex Debogorski. Alex is a trucker who works in the winter in northern Canada and drives his 18-wheeler across frozen lakes. When I pull on the ice road, the heartbeat goes down by 15 beats and everything just slows down. You're in a good mood and it's a nice day. You know, if you have something interesting to think about. You've got lots of time to contemplate life and 16 hours later you're there. Holy mackerel, that didn't take long. (laughs) But when we're going 30, the ravens will actually land on the hood of the truck and skate. You know, of course, you're having trouble standing on the hood. Right away, you see a raven coming to land on the hood. I take my sandwich and I put it up with the dash right in front of the windshield, and he'll skate up to the hood, and he'll be standing there on the windshield wipers you know, cocking his head from side to side checking my sandwich, (laughs) which I didn't bring it for him. (laughs) Probably a good idea not to do with your seatbelt because you're driving on ice and if something should go wrong, the low percentage chance the vehicle goes through the ice, you wouldn't want it attached to yourself like to be able to escape as quick as possible, preferably before it goes completely through. Like This road here doesn't bother me, but I go on and sometime I'll go on a road that's, I guess you could say is not really built by professionals and uh, you aren't really comfortable in the people that did the ice road. And it it still makes my hair stand on end. It crosses your mind that maybe you'll just leave that door open on the one catch. So just a little quicker getting out, slide your seat back and <laughs> keep your lunch bucket handy. I mean there's some guys that'll I mean there's guys that tell me that they just keep their window rolled up and they stereo playing loud. Because if you roll down the window you can hear the ice talking all the time. It's always crick and crack and and it's when you're when you drive on it, that's what it's supposed to be doing. It's supposed to be cracking. It cracks all the time. Boom! And it'll echo across the lake and you'll be standing and you hear this. And the crack will just, all of a sudden you realize it goes right past your feet. You just see this crack, you know, if you're sitting on clear ice and there's no snow. And the cracking makes it stronger. It just relieves every time it cracks, relieves stress. You're not going to fall through it, but it definitely gives you a start. Especially guys like like I that don't particularly swim and don't like cold water either. (laughs) My mother made me wash too much cold water when we... Used to live back in the bush in a log house when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing is you have 12,000 loads going north and 12,000 trucks going south, and each one of these trucks weighs, uh, you know, the truck and trailer, 100,000 pounds. Uh, you're driving along the ice. Ice is uh, pliable. It's like a big piece of plastic. And as you drive, you're driving in a bit of a in a bit of a dip caused by the truck. But as you drive in this dip, there's a wave in front of the truck. The waves are happening under the ice. And then, of course, speed it can weaken the ice because the wave is moving faster. It, the friction against the ice will cause the bottom side of the ice to get thinner, and would eventually come to a point where the ice might fail. And the truck and trailer will drop into it. So they'd rather you just move slowly. And when you get on a big, when you get on a lake, or a big, you know Gordon Lake, uh, 25 kilometers an hour it takes us almost two hours to drive across it. And especially when you come to shore, they ask you for to go 10 kilometers an hour on approaching shore because you have to give that wave an opportunity to dissipate. But if you come straight into a solid bank of dirt into the shore and you're going too fast and the wave's in front of you, what it does, it hits the shore and it, starts, it comes back towards the truck. And then the dip and the wave meet, and that's sort of the wild card in the mix. <laughs> so uh, they keep an eye on us as far as the radar guns. that We're maintaining a speed limit. But uh, for me, I enjoy, I actually enjoy it. I mean, I don't know what it is about the northern lights at 25 kilometres an hour and 40 below and, and, and a 60-mile-an-hour wind. You know? <laughs> like, I'll tell you, you see, you see colors of light, you're like, like holy my, where all these colors come from, you know, the reds and the greens and the blues, and they're just like, sometimes there's no sky almost. It's just all northern lights up there, you know, and you'll be trying to get a good look at them as you're driving down the road at your 25 kilometers an hour. It's... Uh, you got a wide open space, you know. You got, you got a lot of horizon. You, got, you, you can it's sort of like you can look a long ways, eh? And then, and then, you have the reds and and the, uh, the pinks and some orange, quite a bit of orange. And you know, sometime we'll get some mauve in there too, eh? And it sort of, it, it changes, you know, through the evening. The chit-chatter, the t- the chatter on the radio, okay, as, as the weather gets worse. Okay, I've got uh, four trucks. It does break the monotony. You, you notice some of the drivers start getting a little strange, so that's always good for a little bit of entertainment. You get guys out there, oh, I'm going to go on the, the, the road, the ice is slippery, and I don't know, I can't see, and, they, you know, the odd guy complains about his freezing feet, are freezing, but, he, but he's in running shoes, you know? Like, when I get thinking, you know, Going across McKay Lake in a, in a, in a crosswind, yeah, it, and the wind's coming through the cracks in the door. I got my sleeping bag against the door. I've got a set of liners in my boots, and got my right leg on the heater bin. But I really don't consider my legs freezing because I'm keeping them warm. And then I've got big boots, in and then I'll get my parker on and have my parker over my feet, whatever. And I got thinking about it. Well, the only reason his feet are freezing is because he isn't dressed properly, and he isn't. He said, "Oh, my feet are freezing." Like it doesn't help having. Bunch of guys weeping on the radio <laughs> that it's starting to snow or the winds start to blow. <laughs> and then remember this uh, Métis guy from up here never complained. Oh, he had this old Mac he bought off of Jerry S. Yes. <laughs> and the Mac had a problem with air. And every trip he'd be laying on the ice. Didn't matter, it was 20 below or it was 40 below and it was a 100 mile an hour wind. He'd be laying there and his belly sticking out and he'd be under there. Fighting with this thing sometime for an hour, like every trip. Like you know, other guys would have just said the hell with it, lit a match to the truck and let her burn. And then you get the next fellow that come up here and they got a hundred and fifty thousand. The truck should be in the showroom, eh? Brand new truck from Peterbilt. And and the next guy comes along and he's got this thing he bought that's some strange canary yellow blue fenders. Oh, I bought it for eight thousand dollars and be darned if he can come up here, and gets it safety, and the truck'll run all season. Like unbelievable. Like holy mackerel, you know. Didn't have any problems, didn't spin out, didn't go in the ditch. Like, see you later, have a good life. <laughs> <laughs> I made two hundred and 50 trips, approximately, going north on this road. And it's like you pull on the road and down to 25 kilometers an hour. You don't even think about it. You just relax, and you know, especially when you start going into the spring. And like I just love the springtime when it, uh, you get into late March and it starts you get to get your couple of days of warm weather, and it'll glass up the ice because when it starts getting warm, the ice tends to smooth out. You roll the window down. You get a little bit of a little warmer breeze coming through the window. Uh, The eagles start coming back. Like until you've seen 50 eagles together, you don't realize how every eagle has a character and they're all coming back from their migration. And we had the one the one year there where the caribou hung around on the north end of McKay Lake. could go by and they'd be capering beside the road. I always remember the one caribou got up on his hind legs and he'd go this way and then he'd stop and he'd turn around and he'd take off running and up, pawing the air and just playing beside the road. Like, I don't know... Happy to be alive, I guess. I don't know. Like there was another one sort of standing there egging them on, I guess. I don't know. The one was kind of watching, them. the other one was putting on a show for him. <laughs> back and forth down the back legs, eh? <laughs> like if I'm starting to think this winter road is it's actually to me, it's like a holiday. You know, for twenty some odd years, I didn't I didn't haul on this road. I didn't make sixty thousand dollars doing this. I did something else. Like I'm not really like, I don't, I'm not really a truck driver, I'm not really anything. Like, I'm a little bit of everything and a little bit of nothing. Like, all through the year, I work for myself, so people phone me up, bring me a load of topsoil, uh, remove my lawn, put some gravel on there, uh, could you give me some advice? Uh, you know, so forever balancing things out. Is my rate high enough? Uh, Am I ripping the customer off? Uh, is the customer going to pay me? Or And they just, you know, so I got all these things. And then, and, and of course, I'm at home. And then, uh, you know, so I got 11 children and seven grandchildren now. And uh, the 15-year-old comes home drunk. And the 20-year-old did something else. And another one's going to school and doesn't have enough money. And, you know, like, all this stuff going around all the time. You're always busy. There's always a little challenge. But 1st of February or 28th of January, I get in the truck. And it's actually really simple. Pleacho says you're going to take that load to BHP. This is the time you leave. Make sure your load gets there right. Piss off as few people as possible. Tell a few jokes 15, 25, 30, 35 an hour. Keep yourself awake. And you do that for two months. Now, I mean, it takes a lot of thought, but it takes a lot less than all the hubbub of the rest of the year. For the first time, I thought, there is nothing up here. I haven't seen anything for the last eight hours. Like, we're north of nowhere, and I'm just going over a hill, and a 737, the jet just comes right over the top of the hill. over, scared me half to death. I where the hell did that come from? They come over the hill, and there's an airport, and there's airplanes parked there, and here's this great big spread in the middle of nowhere. Like they say, it cost them a billion dollars just to initially build the mine site. Like, unbelievable, in the middle of nowhere. Really looks like somebody brought it from outer space and just dropped it there. Eh? So, I mean, it is a sight to behold when you come over to that last hill and you get to see it. You know, like it's like, I think maybe that's my favorite. You know, when you come over the hill, ah, there it is. Look at that. There's people and food and dancing girls. Son of a gun. <laughs> Alex Debogorski, Driving Across Frozen Lakes in Northern Canada. That's an extract from a programme made by Dave Miller of CBC Canada in Yellowknife. Alex became famous through a History Channel series called Ice Road Truckers, and he also went on to write his own book. Check out the links to CBC, the History Channel and Alex's site on the documentary on one page on rte.ie.